0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Today, though, I want to speak to you about you and about your future. I want to start with Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. It's a story about Isaac. Isaac is the son of Abraham, the, the guy, the, the hero of faith, the man who went out at the age of 75 just because God told him to. And so his son has got that heritage in his life. He's watched faith. He's the son of promise, who his father at the age of 100 and his mum at the age of 90, as unbelievable as it might seem to you and to me, they were able to give birth to this man. And so he's grown up his whole life, just as Leora, just as Emmanuel are going to be as well. They will grow up in an atmosphere of answered prayer. They'll grow up in a family where faith is just normal, where worry is not the final answer, but faith is. And they'll grow up in that space. And that's what happened to this guy, Isaac. He grows up with a different spirit than the people around about, people that are just used to struggle street and life being difficult. He grows up different. And it says this, then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold And the Lord blessed him. Verse 13 says, The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. He encounters opposition after this. I won't take the time to read it all, but he encounters great opposition. But instead of stopping at that point, instead of allowing the circumstances, the difficulties to just kind of go, That's enough. I'm already got plenty. I'm already prosperous. I've already got a hundredfold. I'm already doing well. Verse twenty-two says this: He moved from there and dug another well. He and they didn't quarrel over it. That is the people around about. So he called its name Rehoboth because he said this: Now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. You see in verse 12 and verse 13, we discover that Isaac has already got enough. The Bible tells us that he's got plenty. There's more than enough for him and his family, his employees. And he's always got uh, enough for the needs that he's got right there. But verse 22 tells us that he keeps going after enough. In other words, enough was not his stopping place. Enough was simply where he waited for a moment until he got to more. He kept looking for God. There's got to be more than what I have in my life right now. I believe that right now the Holy Spirit is saying to the church across the world that has had two and a half years of restriction, difficulty and opposition, where so many people's vision has got to just me and can I just make it. Right now the news media is full of all the reasons why you should stop, all the reasons why you should park your dream. All the reasons why vision is not, this is not the right time for it. But Isaac, though he encounters opposition, and if you read the intervening verses, it was time after time after time, more and more difficult he kept coming his way. And yet Isaac keeps persisting, saying, God, I'm looking for more than enough. The truth is that enough is always the enemy of vision. Whatever God has put in front, listen to me, I know I'm speaking to a church that is a visionary church. People in this church carry dreams. They're not always dreams to be on a platform. they're dreams for their business, for their families, their dreams for mission, their're dreams for making a difference in their social settings. And the people of this church, by and large, I believe, can be most characterized by two things. One is a desire to grow beyond where they are and secondly is to see vision fulfilled and enough is always the enemy of that. When you go through a time of pressure and restriction and opposition, the first casualty is almost always vision. It's easier to stop. It's much easier just to say, well, have I got enough? And if the answer is yes, the temptation is I'll pause right there. I've got enough just for self whether that's in the area of resources, financial, but whether that's in the area of anointing. I do not believe that I have yet seen all that God wants to do. I believe God's got so much more. Last Sunday night in our brilliant Faith, Hope and Love Night, I heard only this morning, talking to a man in this church, he's here today, who told me the story about how for weeks he's had terrible pain going up through, I did not know anything about it, up through the side of his body. He said, if I stood a certain way, pain went from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. He said, standing there in faith, hope and love without anyone laying hands or doing anything, the Holy Spirit just healed him completely. He said, it's all gone. Now, see, I believe there's more anointing. I don't want to settle And say, look at this, isn't this great? Haven't we got enough? I go, enough for what? When it comes to spiritual development or to relationships, so many people get married and then it's a downhill slide from there. Not sure whether those laughs are, laughs of, oh, isn't that funny for them? Uh, But it's true, isn't it? For so many people, that's why, you know, people get old and get grumpy. I heard Linda Battersby laughing then. Don't know what that says about uh, Michael, but, uh. but isn't it true? It's easy in the area of your relationships to lose vision. I've got enough. I've been married. We're doing okay. And to just stop at that point. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, Jesus tells a story that fits in with this. It says, He spoke a parable to them saying this, The ground of a certain rich man. The man's already rich. It yielded plentifully. And he thought with himself, what will I do since I have no room, watch this, to store my crops? He said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build greater and then I'll store my crops and my goods. I'll say to my soul, soul, you've got many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. Eat, drink and be merry. He's got enough And vision is the first casualty. He has no vision for anything other than I'm just going to park. I'm going to store what I have. But God said to him, fool. He said, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will these things be which you have provided? And Jesus says, so is it he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. He's not continuing, not rich in vision. Not growing beyond where they are. The truth is that most people are looking for enough in their life. And so when they get enough, they stop. They stop dreaming. They stop believing. They stop sowing. Here's a great question. I hope it challenges you like it challenges me. How easily satisfied am I? How easy? How much success does it take for me to stop? Is it a certain age? Well now that you're this age you know you really ought to be taking it easy. Now that I've got this much super, now that I've built the business to this. Whether it's emotionally, spiritually, financially, are we still hungry for God's more in our life? Or have we decided, you know what? I got plenty out to cruise. I think one of the saddest things is to see a Christian who though they love God with all their heart, somehow or other, it's just become ritualistic. It's just become a, well, a familiar space. Rather than saying, God, there's a hunger. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. He never said blessed are those who do that when they first come to Christ. He said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. That's the way that it's going to work in your life and mine. Listen to these verses. They're not up on the screen for you. It says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Listen, the enemy, the devil, was never worried about Jesus. He was worried about the people who follow Jesus. And if the Bible says if they had known what Christ would be the beginning of, that He'd be the firstborn among many brethren, that He was going to have a church without spot or blemish or wrinkle or any such thing that He was going to build something that would occupy the earth, that would demonstrate, as Ephesians 3.10 says, the great wisdom of God. If they had seen that, they would have let Jesus die of old age. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of man, The things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Can you believe right now that no matter how great your life is, no matter how whole you are, no matter what your story is of what God brought you from and how He delivered you out of this and how He saved you from that and how He's blessed you and lifted you, can you believe that you have not yet seen, you have not yet heard, you haven't even begun to imagine yet how much God's got waiting on the other side of today? For your life and mine. That's pretty exciting. How easily satisfied are you and I? Genesis chapter 26, if we go back to there, verse 13. This is out of the King James. It says it a little bit differently. I love it. It says, and the man waxed great. That doesn't mean he waxed. Yeah. Wasn't out there with the car going, I'm going to wax this car great. The man waxed great just means he became. But watch this, he became great and... Oh, don't you love the ends of God? He became great and went forward. Not like the guy in Luke who became great and just stopped. Who became great and said, I've got enough. The man who acts great became, went forward and grew until he became very great. I don't know about you, but I want to keep on growing. I, I kind of feel like maybe very great's up there somewhere or other. And I don't want to settle with great or popularity or how many people know you or how many likes you got on Instagram. Like, really? Surely our life can be bigger than that. Amen. Surely there's more to our life than simply that. Listen, Isaac knew the difference between accumulating and growing. He's already accumulated enough, but he hasn't grown enough. Amen. I don't know. Come on. I know I'm speaking to people all around the globe, really. And I want to encourage you no matter where you are. Maybe you're, you say, Jeff, I haven't even got enough yet. I'm struggling. I am nowhere near it. Well, then use these verses to encourage you to go to enough. But once you get to enough, don't stop there. Don't say, well, this is it. woo finally, I've made it. Why don't you decide? I'm going to keep on going. The man waxed great. Don't just accumulate. Luke 12, verse 15. Speaking to the people, Jesus went on, take care, protect yourself against the least bit of greed. Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. Regardless of how much you have. Now, that sounds like I'm talking to a room full of millionaires. Maybe I am. But I do know this. We're all rich to somebody. There's always somebody out there that doesn't have what we have. Don't make your focus about that. Make your focus about growing. Make your focus about saying, I'm going to become everything. Not just, I watch these lovely slogans of people, but become a more beautiful you. I saw it somewhere just today. Become a more beautiful you. And I go, what even is that? Become a more beautiful you. Well, I don't know. You know, Does that mean a friend of mine was out on a missions trip and he took with him one of the cosmetic surgeons in his church. She started saying, you know, you could look better. I always say, I like the way I look, thanks. I know that's not very popular. And maybe you don't like the way I look. It's too bad. Because you're not me. Amen. That's not a discussion about what you do or don't do. I'm going to back right row out of there, Jeff. Get right there. Why did you even, even mention anything like that? But don't make your focus about that stuff. It's about growing into everything that God says you and I can be. I think the truly poor person is the one who's no longer hungry to grow. Listen, church, this church anyhow, is not about accumulating people. We're not trying to get the biggest crowd, the most numbers. God bless us and and bring as many as He wants. And I'm thrilled with all of that. That's not meaningless to me because numbers are people. However, I can tell you from my heart, from the heart of our team, that this church is not about accumulating a congregation. It's about growing people. Amen. We want you to grow. I wouldn't care if there was 10,000 people in front of me, if 9,900 of them went ho-hum, who cares? well, I just happened to turn up because I had nothing else on, then I would say that's a poor church. Amen. But on the other hand, if there are people in front of you going, I want to grow, I'm hungry for the Word of God. I'm not getting distracted by my emails. I'm actually making notes. Church is not about accumulating people. It's about growing people. Amen. God wants to enlarge your life. If you can believe it, He wants to enlarge your vision. He wants to enlarge your impact. He wants to make your life more about being a blessing rather than just having one. Let me finish by saying this. Enough will never be enough for all that God wants us to do. Amen? Come on, God's got so much more. Would you just pray with me a minute? Just stop there a minute, right where you are. I want you just to take a second... I really want you to go, you know, God, I have my life. And maybe for many of us will say, I like my life. It's good. I've got a good life and I love it. There's much good stuff happening. It's not perfect, but there's good stuff there. But Holy Spirit, what if there's so much more than what I have? What if there's greater anointing and revelation? What if there's greater impact? What if there's the ability to be a blessing to so many more than I've ever been able to do before? Father, would you help me grow to be that person? Don't pray that you'll win Lotto. Pray that you'll become the kind of person who's rich on the inside. Because I tell you, your outer life will always rise or fall to the level of your inner life. Let your life grow. Come on, on the inside. Say to the Holy Spirit this morning, Lord, would you grow me? Would you help me? God, would you help me get past the seasons of opposition and difficulty? the ones where it's easier to stop than it is to keep going. Father, I pray that You'll help every single one of us today. We give You a heart, we give You our life in Jesus' mighty Name. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, I won't read it all to you, but in Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, Jesus tells another story about a man who throws a gigantic feast and he invites all of his friends and they all start making excuses saying, you know what, look, oh, I'm sorry. I-, I love the one where the guy goes, I- I've bought a couple of cattle and I need to go check them out. I'm going like, that's like you bought a car and you haven't looked at it yet. You know, oh, I bought a paddock and I need to go and check it out. I go, what, you bought land without looking at it? I married a wife and I need to go and look at her. Whatever. And so the master gets so upset that the people he thought would come didn't come that He says to His servants, go out and find everyone in town that you can find that's not anywhere else. Bring them to the house. We're going to have a party. Well, they bring them all back. They come and then they come to the master and they say, Lord, we've got all them, but there's still, listen to it, there's still room. Verse 22. I did what you commanded, but there's still room. The master said this, then go to the country roads, whoever you find, drag them in. I want My house full. Can I say to you, I hear the Holy Spirit saying over the earth, I know lots of people are focused on lots of things, but I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say in my heart, week by week, day by day, I want my house full. I believe no matter who you are, maybe you've disconnected, maybe there's a whole lot of reasons, maybe you want to dialogue all those out, or maybe you just simply want to say, you know what, if there's room for me, I want to be there. If there's space, if God will take me, if God will welcome me back, I want to be there. Don't allow offence. Don't allow disappointment. Don't allow uncertainty or confusion or something you don't quite get. Don't let that keep you away from what God wants to do in your life. Be hungry for more in Jesus' Name. You know, we did this earlier in the service, but maybe you weren't with us then and maybe you haven't yet said your yes to Jesus. We get these all week long. We had one Thursday morning at about 3am, I think, our time. Somebody on the other side of the country, I believe, who said, I want to follow Christ. Apparently the nearest church for this person is a long, long way away. But they want to say yes to Christ. No matter who you are, it starts not with this. It starts here. It doesn't start with everybody else. It doesn't start with your brain and a whole lot of doctrine and all the theology you've got to learn about God. It starts with a heart that just says, Jesus, I'm saying yes to you. I can tell you every single one of us here, what were you telling me the other day, 15 years ago? You came to this church and gave your life to Christ. But I can tell you this much, none of us ever regretted it. We're so glad that Jesus came into our life. I want to pray again. If you want to say yes to Christ, Father, would You help those people? Maybe someone just found us online right now. Lord, and they're saying yes. Maybe they're in the building and they've heard all this message and they've known the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. This is the moment. Would You help them? Let them say yes to You today. In Jesus' Name. Amen. If you're saying yes, that number again up there on the screen for you, 0488826392 emails, yes.metrochurch.org.au or the Yes button on metrochurch.online. What happens after that? Well, I can tell you what won't happen. One, we won't spam you. Two, we'll never write and ask you for money ever. What we will do is send you a Bible verse, a different one every day. Matter of fact, the couple that were standing up here, Sebastian and Rashida, they do this. People write as well in that Yes text and send them questions. They do their best to answer them and give a an encouragement for someone to walk along with God. Fits on one screen of a smartphone, by the way, all this. You get a Bible verse and a prayer every day for 30 days. And there's more after that if you wish, that we'd be just delighted to uh, be able to share with you. That'd be awesome, amen? It's more than enough. How about we just sing that together? Just stay seated with me a minute. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, team. Can we sing that? Beautiful new song. We only launched it last week. Our team wrote it. Just sing it once through before we close the service this morning. hope never fails, you never fail. Thank you. Great to have you back Anne-Marie by the way You helped write this song And uh, we missed you when we launched it last week but Thank you for your input And for all the team Now listen, after the service I hope you bought appetite today If you've got a lunch thing planned My advice is probably cancel it Because the Gopaji family And the Karachi family And we all know Indian culture And Italian culture you know, when they fed the 5,000, most people don't know that the little boy bought the five loaves and two fish. He was Italian. It was his lunch from his mum. Eat, eat, man, So I know that they've provided a great brunch out there for everyone, your special guests that have come with you today. Thank you for coming, by the way. If you come as special guests, you welcome all the time. Don't wait for them to have another baby to come. Uh, you just welcome every time. And we would love to be able to bless you. Go out there and enjoy all of that uh, with their compliments. Thank you to Sarah and Sadiq. They told me that Solomon was up half the night cooking the biggest pot of biryani on earth. Michael said it was like a swimming pool. It was huge. Come on, let's stand together. Sing the chorus one more time, then we'll go. And thank you for being here. Don't forget tonight's online, my story. It'll inspire you next Sunday. Marcus, I got